Hello and welcome to the All Purpose NFL Podcast. I am a P. He is Trey Wheeler, and we're gonna get right into it. Coming off a of championship weekend, it's Super Bowl week. It's gonna be a really interesting Super Bowl. We got two black super, two black quarterbacks, Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni going at it. But before we get to that, we are going to hop back into championship weekend. First off, let's talk about the NFC Championship. That was bad. That was really bad. The idea that Brock Purdy got hurt and then they had to wheel out Josh Johnson, of all people, and then he got a concussion, and that was effectively the end of the game. Like that, like they, they had to finish playing it, but there was no real reason to. The Eagles looked very, very dominant against a, a team that didn't have a quarterback. It's like Brock Purdy literally could not throw the ball. Defensive, like offensively, they they were functioning at a pretty good level against that defense, but it was one of those. It's kind of easy to look good when the other team doesn't have a quarterback. Willie, what were your thoughts on the NFC Championship game? When as expected. Um, I will say this. Jalen Hurst did not play phenomenal. The Philadelphia got away with a fourth down catch that wasn't a catch. Dez was Dez caught it though, but when as expected, it really did. I didn't see the 49ers winning that game at the link. Not to mention, like you said, with the injuries. I did feel watching the Cowboys lose to the 49ers that the 49ers kept the Cowboys in the game by trying to feature Brock Purdy too much. And I did get, and I did tell many people, including yourself offline, that if they feature Brock Purdy or that is the game plan, then they will lose by 20. It was headed down that road anyway. Now, it was very unfortunate Mr. Brock Purdy got hurt, especially potentially having Tommy John surgery, which for our fans at home, that's more of a baseball injury, which keeps you out for a minimum 365 days. Best case scenario, you come back a year and a half and you're probably 80% of what you were, 80 to 85. That's best case scenario. But the game went as expected. You weren't beating Philadelphia there. I said this in August. Philadelphia's going to the Super Bowl. There we are. So we never really like dove into it. Um, why did you feel at the beginning of the year that Philly was such a strong had such a strong case? It was a combination of things. Philly's been building this the right way. You look at what they've done. They've hit on their draft picks. I saw across the offensive line, solid. Cool. There's no problem there. You got A.J. Brown. Top 10. Some will probably say top 7-ish wide receiver. Devontae Smith is no slouch. None whatsoever. Dallas Gowder, no slouch. Then I looked at the defense. Darius Slayer girl is already 
Pro Bowl corner. Pretend, I think I think he got an all pro selection, if I'm not mistaken. The defense has been solid. They addressed the middle with Jordan Davis. Then they kept addressing the middle with Linval Joseph and adding the Domicon Sue. But the Domicon Sue came later. But also what I looked at was the landscape of the NFC. Remember, I told you the Rams had no chance of repeating because their offensive line issues. Oh, look what happened. They couldn't block. I told you, Tampa Bay has no chance of getting back to the Super Bowl. Why? Because they can't block. Oh, what happened? Ryan Jensen got hurt. Took him out. Left guard. Gone. I think even Donovan Smith, their left tackle, was hurt a couple games. Once when I saw the center go down, it was a wrap. They can't block. They can't block. So those two teams are automatically gone. At this point, do we have any reason to believe in Aaron Rodgers? No, gone. So that's three teams eliminated. Then I look at Dallas. Oh, okay, four teams eliminated. Gone. All that was left was the 49ers. That was it. That's all that was left. And by the way, I feel sorry for anybody that actually believed in the Vikings. Told y'all that in August, too. All that was left was the 49ers. And what has always kept them from winning? A quarterback. I already knew Jalen Hurts was better than anything that they put out there. Brock Purdy, the Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, you could put them all together in one quarterback. Jalen Hurts still better than all three of them. Because odds are you put them three together, they'll be hurt by week one. So I looked at the Eagles didn't lose anything. They kept adding. Other contenders was losing pieces, falling off. The one, the one team that didn't really lose anything didn't gain anything from a quarterback perspective. Dallas is going Dallas. So they're out the way. It was a process of elimination. It was easy. You look at the team that added the most, got a little piece of playoff experience by getting ransacked by Brady last year's playoffs. You got that, you got your whooping out your way. But you got better, and the other teams got worse. It was an easy pick. I can respect that. Um I I was happy to see. Philadelphia win. I wanted to see Jalen Hurts get there because I feel like Jalen Hurts is a pretty good quarterback. And he's he's one of those people that you just kind of want to see have success. The game wasn't good. There's not much else to say about it. At the point that Brock got hurt, the point that Josh Johnson got hurt and Brock Hardy had to go back out there, like, I mean, honestly, the game was tight up until – that happened. It was what seven seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's move on to the AFC Championship game, which was a whole lot more enjoyable. So, Bomani Jones has said this multiple times. I am hard pressed not to agree with him. Mahomes is Jordan, and there's no one else on his level. Like, me and you talked about it recently, and you were like, there's no one else on this level. And this continues to be proven true. At the point that you are hobbled and on one leg 
and you still go out there and put up the numbers that you do at the point where your top three receivers all go down and you still have success? Like, there's, there's not much else you can say. And Joe Cool was Joe Cool in the way that he is always going to be Joe Cool. But I think the biggest thing was where no other team could really take advantage of uh, the biggest weakness of the Bengals during the, these playoffs. The Chiefs could. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, that defensive line was able to majorly take advantage of the fact that the Bengals were missing three of their interior line. It was always going to be a massive struggle for them. And they just, that defense did what they've done for years. They did enough to make sure that Patrick Mahomes could win. What were your thoughts on the AFC Championship game, bro? I was wrong. I, I I contradicted myself. I'm gonna explain why. Quick story time. 2006, the greatest sporting event ever played. Some people are wondering for our friends at home, what am I referring to? I'm referring to Vince Young versus USC. Even though that Texas team was, if you go back and look at it for a college team, that was actually pretty stacked. But Vince Young versus USC. I picked Texas in that game because Vince's will to win was just greater than anybody else's will to do anything else. Also, it kind of helped that Pete Carroll left Reggie Bush on the sideline during the fourth and one. But I can't blame him for it because Lindell Wright was averaging like six yards carry. Even though I picked the Bengals, I picked the Bengals because they were the better team, but I contradicted myself because Patrick's will to win, it had already been displayed in the Super Bowl. He got mollywopped. Yes, it was 31 to 9. That was the final score in the Super Bowl he lost. Got mollywopped. He was still the best player on the field by a mile. There is footage of Buccaneers players talking about Mahomes being a magician due to what he did on the field that night. The players themselves voted Pat Mahomes number one despite him getting mollywhopped in the Super Bowl. His will to win. Cannot be understated. And that's why I made my mistake. Pat Mahomes showed why he is head and shoulders the best player on the planet. And it's not even close. This ain't a situation like in the NBA where you're it's a debate on who's the best player in the world. There is no debate in the NFL. There at least it shouldn't be. You show why. Now, granted, shout out to Kansas City's defense for coming up with turnovers when they needed it, holding down the fort 
when they needed it because my personal opinion has always been you need 30 or more to beat the Chiefs. And the Bengals do have the kind of offense that can get that done. So shout out to the Chiefs defense. But Pat Mahomes will to win on a bum leg. I fully believe he was shot up with Novocaine. He probably didn't even feel the leg half the time. He showed the will to win, man. And that's you, you can't you can't deny it. You can't you, you you can't there's no way to measure it. And that's what I didn't take into account with my prediction, because I did predict the Bengals. Because to me, pound for pound, player for player, they do have the better roster. But I did say if the Chiefs to win, Chris Jones got to get his first playoff sack. He had two. He he had two of them. So congratulations to Mr. Chris Jones. Bill, have my home show why he's the best player on the planet. Will to win can be measured. And I will not make that mistake again. I'll say that. Makes sense to me. Um, one of the things that was talked about a lot was officiating, but I didn't feel like the officiating was that atrocious. Were there some missed calls? Yeah, but like multiple people said, there are missed calls on every play. They just don't, they aren't as egregious and you don't see them as much. But like the idea of, oh, well, there was a holding call and there was a block in the back. The block in the back was iffy. And everybody holds. It just doesn't always get called. So I just, for me, I was like, of course, Cincinnati is going to complain, but I didn't really feel like there was anything horrible about the officiating in that game. Um, officiating, I didn't really, I didn't really see anything, but I will say this. For anybody that complains about not getting calls on the road, tell your team to win enough games to be the one seed so all the games come to you. Because Pat Mahomes has won games and won enough games each and every season where he has never played a road playoff game. Not his fault. I agree. Can't say that you said anything wrong. We saw the Chiefs win, and we saw the Eagles win, and so now we are headed to the Super Bowl with it, with the Chiefs versus the Eagles, and it's going to be a good one. So before we get to our Super Bowl predictions, well, there's a lot going on with quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, Derek Carr is gone. Did you see what he said to uh, Ryan Clark uh, during the Pro Bowl? Yes. <laughs> I yeah, that, that that was legendary. I don't know what else to say about that one. Um, Jimmy G is probably on the move. Um, Tom Brady retired, and it looks like it's gonna be for real this time. So. Anybody who wanted him is probably not going to be able to get him. The situation with Lamar, you still have Daniel Jones technically being a free agent. Baker is out there. So I guess my first question for you, what are your thoughts on 
the Derek Carr situation? Um, Derek, I feel bad for him because, in my opinion, up until later, up until this past season, he never really, and actually not at all, he got failed by the Raiders. Did Derek Carr make a lot of mistakes? Yeah, he did. Was Derek Carr also going to win MVP before he broke his leg on Christmas Day? Yes, he was. But when your defense has been dead last ever since he's been drafted in almost every category, you haven't helped him. Because if you're dead last on defense and almost everything, what kind of pressure are you putting on him? If he doesn't have the relaxation that like, okay, if I don't score here, my defense will my defense will, will help me out. My defense will help me out. He didn't have that confidence in his team because there was no reason to have the confidence in the defense. So it was a it was a two part failure. Like this, he is a player. He must be held accountable. He's the one throwing the football, making the reads, or not making the reads in some cases. And the front office didn't really do anything. I agree. I, I feel like. Derek Carr is one of those players who just got a really bad rep. And he was never put in a position to have success in the way that he was supposed to. When you think about the idea that um, his best season, they were playing at a super high level. They had Amari. They had, um, I think it was Doug Martin. They had, they had a pretty good team. And they were on their way to him being the MVP. He breaks his leg. That's the end of that. After that, nothing went right. I think Jack Del Rio was fired the following season because they didn't have success with a quarterback coming off a major injury. They bring in John Gruden, who gets rid of both Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Um... They signed Henry – they draft Henry Ruggs, which wasn't a bad decision, but Henry Ruggs was not necessarily a number one. Like, he was, but he was he was more Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion, which is good, but you also need – current for someone like Derek Carr, you needed something more. You needed more of a – you needed an Amari Cooper. You needed a um, DeAndre Hopkins. You needed a number one who could stretch the field, but also who could operate in the short and mid-range. It's kind of what Devontae Adams was supposed to be this year. It just didn't work out in the way that they thought it would. But Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. He's not a great one. He's in that, like, second tier, closer to the bottom of the second tier. But he's he's now in a position where – He's going to go to another team, hit the team that drafted him, that seemed to love him as much as they did, are tossing him aside 
as if he has not given his all and been the consummate professional. That's really annoying. Um, where do you think he'll go? He can't. I mean, thanks, Jets. That's about it. Maybe Panthers. You see Panthers, maybe. Maybe. But Jets, Saints, Panthers, that that's the first three that just instantly came to mind. I mean, I I feel like going to Well shoot, now that he's retired, Tampa Bay would be seem to be an option. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like Tampa Bay would be a pretty good option. I I have concerns about how effective he could be because they're not necessarily a great team. Um, So here's one that I just literally thought about, and I think it might be a good one. What if you were to go to Green Bay? It's not an upgrade over Aaron Rodgers. We both know that. We don't know how Derek Carr would do playing consistently in cold weather. I think it will bring some new life and new energy, and I think it could galvanize that team. The defense ain't bad. The offense got its issues. I mean, I know Bacciari can only play X amount of snaps per game. You got two solid running backs. The receiving core is young and inexperienced, but they're not terrible. And he would be – he's the type of quarterback – who would go in and be like, all right, Christian, Romeo, let's get it. We are going to work together. Um, y'all can come up to my house. Like, we'll, like, the relationships that Aaron Rodgers was not willing to build, Derek Carr would absolutely build. So, I mean, if he went there, I could see them winning probably 10 games. I could see it, a fresh face. Um, it It would be a good look for him. I feel like they could win that division. I, mm, yes, they, they actually should be the favorite to win the division because now the Vikings will actually have to play actual football teams. Since they won division, got a first-place schedule, they would get the Niners. They would get the Eagles. They Well, they're going to get the Buccaneers, which doesn't count, but – they they would they, those are two L's right there, the Niners and the, the I said yeah the Niners and the Eagles, so, and I don't know what division they'll have to go up against, but yeah I could see them winning that, yeah I could see Green Bay taking it, if they play the cards right and just go ahead and get rid of Aaron Rodgers. What's funny is that's the next person we were gonna talk about is Aaron Rodgers, um. Oh, all the Vikings are screwed. So the Vikings' home opponents this year, 49ers, Packers, um, Lions, Bears, Buccaneers, Saints. That, 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 that's a toss-up between those two. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, they're not winning. They're not winning, Jack. So 
Now we, we let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. I I would say move on from him. Like it, try, I don't, but I don't know which where you send him that you're going to get anything that you really want back. Like you can't release him because he costs too much. But like I don't see a point in keeping him. Like it's over. Like th- this relationship has run its course. Y'all hadn't had success. Um, y'all went to several playoffs. Y'all had really good runs. You've had success. You just didn't reach the mountaintop. You're not going any higher than you already have. It's time to move on. What What do you think as far as what I said? Was <sighs> the relationship ran its course. Been together a little too long. He's been dragging them through the mud. And the 49, not oh, not 49, the Packers as an organization, as a front office, have just caved into whatever he wants because, like you told me, teams don't want to operate without a quarterback. The fear of not having a quarterback is massive in the NFL. So I understand they gave Aaron Rodgers pretty much whatever he wanted. And they've traded a 37-year-old sport brat. At this point, I'll be honest, I hope he goes away. I'll, whatever darkness, abyss that he goes into, it, it tells him to retire. Because, unfortunately, the Packers are going to want very high compensation for him. And I'll be honest, if I'm trading for him, you're not getting no more than a second-round pick. If that. That's just where I'm at with him. Where he goes, if they can just do a Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers swap, that'll be good for both sides. Fine, do it that way. But honestly, I want the guy to go away. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I would say the same thing. Just do, do the straight trade. Send Derek Carr to... Green Bay send Aaron to the Raiders and be done with it. There's not much else to say about it. I I don't necessarily want him to go away, but I don't know that there's anything else surrounding him that's like that. We've talked about it. I've said it multiple times. There's nothing else for Aaron Rodgers to do. Like there is nothing else that he can add to his career that will take him any higher on the all-time legacy list. If he wins another championship, he's not going to be considered any better, especially if Pat wins a Super Bowl this year. Like, if Pat wins this year, Aaron Rodgers is officially below Pat. Him winning another championship is not going to put him above Pat. So you might as well retire. Like, there's nothing else for you. Um, so that's Aaron Rodgers. You're going to hit a couple more. Jimmy G. Um, I don't think Jimmy G is with the 49ers again next year. I don't know where Jimmy G goes that, like, is a major improvement or that will put him in a position to have any high level of success because Jimmy G is not really a great quarterback. Let's just be honest about it. He's not. 
um, he's serviceable. He's a elite level game manager. I do believe that if you put Jimmy G on, say, the Jets, they would have won more games than they lost. But we've seen what happens to Jimmy in the playoffs. That is the biggest concern for all the ideas about him being a winner and him having so many accomplishments and his ceiling being the Super Bowl. Anytime that we've seen Jimmy G over the course of the past four years in the playoffs, it's never looked good. And that is when you need him to look the best. And he is not, he is yet to look good in the playoffs. So what do you think, Will? He, Jimmy G has to wait. I feel bad for him as a human being, but he has to wait. He has to wait until Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers get moved. He has to wait. I can't even tell you what team he could possibly go to because he has to wait. He's on that next tier. Like after Rodgers figure out what he's going to do, then the Green Bay Packers got to figure out what they're going to do with him. That's going to probably impact Derek Carr. And then after Derek Carr gets moved, and probably after the next person we're going to talk about gets franchise tag, then he moves. But he has to wait. So it's almost impossible to say where he is going because he has to wait on other people. Yeah. So last two people that we're going to talk about, um, both are likely to get franchised. Um, first one, Daniel Jones. Do the Giants keep Daniel Jones? Absolutely. I I want to disagree. I really do. I don't think that they shouldn't keep him. But I'm also like, he, Daniel Jones had a really good year because Saquon was healthy. And he had a coach that was able to, like, effectively use Saquon and Daniel Jones in together. However, he still wasn't really a good quarterback. He had a couple of good games, but he only threw for 15 touchdowns and less than 3,500 yards. Like, that's not good. So, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I understand making the decision. I don't think it's a good long-term decision. Um, the other person is Lamar Jackson, who is likely to be franchised. Well, there's been speculation that they'll do the franchise tag and trade. I don't see why you would do that. I, I honestly feel like they just need to get – I know they don't want to, but just get a man's money. Just suck, suck it up make the bad deal that it's not a bad deal. It's just like, here's what's really interesting to me about the idea of the contract that they don't want to give Lamar. Worst case scenario, and it's the thing that you don't want to happen, is he gets hurt so you can get out of the contract sooner. But that's not what you want to happen. You want to be able to give him an extension and give him more money. Like, that is, like, think about what the 
Cowboys are currently talking about doing with the possibility of extending Dak. That's the ideal situation. So that the concept that the Ravens are like, we don't want to fully commit and give you a fully guaranteed contract because we don't want to be tied to you for the five years, but you're likely going to be tied to him for the next 10 unless something catastrophic happens. I'm just like, just do it. Like, you don't want the worst case scenario to happen, so why are you so worried about the worst case scenario? Which, again, worst case scenario, you guaranteed him his money and he gets hurt. I don't think that, I feel like there's some type of injury guarantee that you could possibly possibly put into the contract to get out of most of the guarantee, like some of the guarantees. But just pay that, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. Just pay the damn man. Just pay him. Just pay him. Like, this is silly. This is silly. Pay the man his money. I, I don't even know what else to say. Just pay the man. What you going to say? Oh, without him, we was one play away from beating the Bengals. Yeah, try and go a whole season without him. Tell me how that works. Pay the man. Pay the man. But, like, that, that is my biggest issue with it, is it is the issue that y'all are, are haggling over is the guarantees because you don't want to fully guarantee the money. But you, for all intents and purposes, you expect him to be there long term. Just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. So, yeah, those are that's part of quarterback carousel. At some point, probably after the season, we'll go into a few of the other ones like Geno Smith, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, those guys. But for now, that's all we're going to get into. So, it is Super Bowl week. Um, Super Bowl happens this Sunday. We got Eagles versus Chiefs. I am so very ready for this game. I feel like it will be one of the best games of the year. Um, And so we are going to give our Super Bowl predictions. So, Willie, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? 29-27 29-27 Chiefs. I wish you could have saw my face. Like, when you said Chiefs, I was like, wait, wait. I thought he said the Eagles. I thought he said the Eagles. But then I remembered what you said earlier about Patrick Mahomes' will to win. I feel like that, that changed your mind. I And I'm with you. Like, I honestly feel like I feel like the Eagles will give them the best fight they've had, 
Um, but I think that at this point, Patrick Mahomes will be able to elevate his team in a way that Jalen Hurts is not necessarily prepared to and capable of doing right now. So, yeah, I got – I got – 3128 Chiefs. Like I said, I just I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice. I, I I doubted him. I doubted his will to win up against a better team. I do believe the Eagles have the better roster. Pound for pound. I just think the best player in the world is the best player in the world, and he still has his fastball. He does still have his fastball. He does still have his fastball. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Eagles don't have a safety that is in a position to really take on Travis Kelsey. Down to have to do it as a collective unit. I'm doing it as a collective unit. They don't have a singular guy that you're just finna in on Travis Kelsey and say, hey, you go with him. And if you try to put, like, Slay on him, you're going to leave somebody else open. And Pat is going to find that someone else. So, yeah. We both got um, the Chiefs in a pretty tight one. Um, I'm looking forward to the game. I know you are. Um, and that is all the time we have for the all-purpose NFL podcast with AP and Trey. We hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back in a few more weeks. Thank you for listening and have a good one.